Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Clicking on Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Let's get into the Hot topic segment today. I'm excited to have joining us on the microphone is Dan Putney. He's a good friend. He's with Finastris, been with Finastris since 2011. Well, you say, well, how could you be with a company? The company is fairly new. Yes, Finastra is a combination of MySyst and DNH. They combine the two into one entity, third largest fintech company in the world. They're doing a great job providing financial fintech, financial technology to the industry. We're going to be talking about Finastra Vision, but here's what's so interesting about it. Aren't you interested in hearing what the third largest fintech company in the world is thinking about technology? They are now serving over 9,000 banks, as well as specialty lenders, as well as community banks and credit unions and governments. I guess all those total up in the 9,000 institutions that they're serving. So they do a great job. Today, we're going to be talking about big data and what insights you can gain from that. We're also going to be talking about something called a hackathon. So Dan Pundy, my good friend, how are you doing? I am doing great, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always good spending a couple of minutes with you, that's for sure. Well, and we always enjoy our good times together, and I just, I love your heart to help people, and I think that's one of the things that you share with me and those of us on the podcast, because that's what this is about, and you you really care about people, and you care about the companies, and you care about solutions, but I got a question. Why in the world would a fintech company sponsor something called a hackathon? Isn't hacker, <laughs> at the core of that, hackers? What are you doing, man? What's this hackathon hey, thing? Talk about it. Man, it's it's fantastic. So what we do is we, um, you know, our developers and product people spend so much time throughout their day building out a roadmap that we've developed for them, that our clients and, and our team have said, hey, this is the direction we want to go. And so many times they just want to get cut loose and be able to build something on their own using the software and the capabilities that we provide to them. So we provide two days. In fact, we just did it. December 3rd and 4th, we had 17 locations around the globe where we had multiple teams in each location. In fact, it was supposed to be 18. There was a typhoon in Manila, which uh, stopped that one hackathon. But what we do is we give them two full days. I mean, pizza and beer at night, they work through the nights in my cases to create something new and exciting that maybe they wouldn't be able to do in their regular time. So I had the privilege of going to our Milwaukee, our Mequon Milwaukee office, which is where all the mortgage developers and and product people are, and just watch these 14 teams work, work with what they currently have, working with sales, working with software, and just create something. We saw some really cool stuff 
So what ends up happening is we bring all these teams together. Out of that contest, we'll create one winner. That winner will then go on to a larger fusion one, we call it, where we bring in all of our winners from across the globe, but we also open it up to any fintech who wants to come in and build on our fusionfabric.cloud software as well. So last year, we had this event in, in London, and believe it or not, a 16-year-old boy won this contest. Wow. Um, and he, it, was, it was amazing. Just, you know, just some of the stuff that he created with savings and currencies and, and all of those different things. So we end up using a lot of these, these ideas and, and these events to create Roadmap moving forward. You know, not to go too much into it, but the, the event in Mequon that I, I was at, you know, we, we look at so much about, you know, open APIs and we talk about the integration between typically two products. But it's amazing once you start adding in some machine learning and some AI and, and all of the different components with multiple vendors, some of the mm. cool stuff you can create, especially with all the data that's owned from a bank itself. So very cool stuff. Well, it was kind of fun. You guys, when, we, when you and I were together in Chicago at your event there, I want to talk briefly about that. You talked about the hackathon, and you had some actually some people that were up there, and we all got to vote on it. It's very cool. I, I love what you guys are doing, and you're doing some innovative things. Talk about areas that we're innovating in. It's big data, and you guys have a real push yeah. into big data, and I want to spend some time talking about that. And then towards the end, I want to get an update on your new release of your LOS in January. But let's start with big data. Put a context, a framework of big data. I mean, talk about the broad picture, and then what are you doing specifically in the area of data? You know, as, as you introduced Finastra, you introduced our size. You know, we're a global company with over 9,000 clients, all banks and credit unions of all different sizes, you know, from the largest of large, you know, you know your B of A's and, and, you know, Bank of China's and the, the, the big clients down to, you know, a small community bank or a mortgage banker. And, right. and, and the more we become digitalized, the more data that we have within our solution and the more that the banks have available to them. And, you know, I, I always find it funny. I have been at the same bank here locally in Buffalo for the last 20 plus years. You know, my direct deposit, my checking, my savings, my loans, all go through them. But it's it's funny how they don't interact with me and really know me as well as I would think they would. You know, having twins in high school, I would be thinking I would be getting loans about or ads about college and cars and, and different things. Or they would know what I'm already approved for and be able to send me approvals. So you start seeing all of this information that's out there that our bank holds about us. Now, how do we be able to use, how are we able to use technology and machine learning and AI to be able to create a larger business with that? So we work very much with, with the banks to be able to pull that data together and, and use some, some machine learning to, to put that together. So when I look at big data, I, I look at it across the board, not just mortgage. I mean, as we start to funnel down, you know, when I look at big bank, I'm, I'm looking at commercial and business and small business and, you know, and, and mortgage and home equities and all the different things that, you know, account opening and digital, all the things that a bank would use 
But now how do we consolidate that down to the mortgage and, and within the mortgage bot and the mortgage world? And that's what we try to do for our vendors is to be able to provide tools and insights Good. and analysis into their clients to help them grow and be more efficient. Well, it's really interesting. You have twins. That's amazing in itself. And the cost, especially I'm now we've gone through college. We finished up college and the college expense with two daughters and now have a wedding. I don't even want to think, God forbid, they both get married in the same year, dude. You are going to be. That oh, I'm dead. Be, I'm dead. <laughs> I, I, just, I just need to get my wife through next year, of both of them going off to college at once. If I can make it through getting her through the year, I'll be good. Becoming masters is going to be fun. Yeah, well, it, it is fun, to, but it is answer, expensive. But go ahead. To answer your question, I mean, I, I think there's so much data that's out there that, you know, any of that information you could simply get off of Facebook. But when I'm looking for my bank to be an advisor and financial advisor, you know, to help me and understand me, you know, there was a study put out, you know, out of a survey that, you know, 86% of people feel that their money is very safe within their primary bank. Only 59% believe that they're the financial advisor for them. But what was crazy to me is only 43% of the people actually feel that their bank or their financial, financial institution actually understands them and understands how to help them through life. Yeah. You know, and it's, as I, as I look at the hackathons, you know, we have a lot of, you know, young kids in that development room that want to get, you know, cut loose. It was amazing to see their perspective on a mortgage side. You know, we look so much around how much can somebody afford from a banker's perspective. They look at it a little bit differently as to what they feel they can afford and wanting yeah. to be able to put their budget into a system and say, hey, find something for me. Integrate with realtors, integrate with utility, whatever, and be able to find something that works within my budget. And if you can find that house and that realtor and my car and all of those other things and even better. But it was, it was funny, the perspective that they put on it was a little bit different spin than I've seen in the past. That's very good. Andy Shell, you work with banks. Are you seeing banks take advantage of the data that they have? Some well, the what they want to do and what they're able to do are often two different things. Yeah. The planning folks have lots of ideas about what they want to do, but the data security folks over in IT shut everything down. So it's always an interesting conversation. You always have to have both in the room or nothing gets done because they are diametrically opposed so, Dan, it's great to have you on the podcast. I've heard your name every week forever, it seems like, on this <laughs> podcast, so I feel like I already know you. Um, you know, so MortgageBot is one of the products that's within the Finastra suite that's being offered out there to independent mortgage companies and credit unions and banks and, you know, everybody else. And, you know, there's some new competitors that have popped up that, that have – ways of loading data and just kind of kind of there's some really core key functionality that MortgageBot provides and then you got some competitors that are doing a few other things so I'm curious about what your roadmap is for MortgageBot to add greater fe uh, features and functionality to an already robust system yeah so I, I appreciate that question so one of the things that we're doing is we are opening up all of our um, all of our APIs and all of our pieces into our FusionFabric.cloud, which will allow us to really work with anybody, our competitors, as well as, 
you know, somebody who's, who's uh, you know, a fintech that's out there that's looking to integrate in. What we're finding is, and really our, our most recent release that's coming up um, here in January, is ways to make, make our bank and bankers more effective and more efficient in the back office. You know, in, in September, we rolled out um, data insights for our POS. So if we look at our mortgage bot point of sale solution, we've got about close to 1,500 clients that are using that today. And as it became more and more competitive of a market for them as, as well as us, we said, well, how can we use that data not only for them so they can understand, you know, time of day and device and average credit score and LTVs and all of that data to, you know, even heat maps, geographic heat maps as to where they're doing business today. But we, we said, what if we open that up and said, how do I compete now with my peers? And so take our 1,500 clients and anonymize all of the data that's, that's there and say, hey, you know what, if I was, today I'm doing only 700 credit scores, if I was going to drop that down to a 680, what are others doing out there? And how effective are they with other products? So we're, we, we saw that from a point of sale perspective taking that data insight and, and providing it to them. So now if they want to grow, they know, hey, do we, do, we, do we now start driving products as to what others are doing out there? Maybe I want to extend my geographic location. How effective can that be? What are others doing in this zip code or in this, this county? And, and be able to see some expansion there so it's no longer just a finger in the wind. But what we've now taken that to is, you know, we've got, you know, 800 plus LOS clients or people who are used both their point of sale and loan origination system. And we said, what if we took that insight and now moved it to the back office? So now I can understand really from an efficiency perspective, what's going on in my back office, everything from whether it's, it could get down to the loan officer level or the the branch level, or how long are my loans sitting in a particular status area, whether that's underwriting or processing or closing? How long does that take? But also, how does that relate with my with the peers or others throughout the country? So we think that's going to be a, a really effective tool coming out in January, especially when you start looking at investors and and pricing and putting those pieces in. So it's it's a uh, I think using that data to help our customers be more efficient as well as drive and, and, and build new business is going to be um, a real exciting way moving into the future. Uh, sounds great. Thanks, Dan. Joe, you're listening in on this. You know, you've worked at a financial institution, and you've seen the need for data, the hunger for data, and uh, your thoughts. Yeah, actually, I was going to go back to that kind of because uh... – I know coming from a financial institution that there are high levels of production of that data systems and policies and even departments there to do that. Maybe not so as robust in an independent mortgage company. So does Finesta help that independent mortgage company in protecting that data and separating the uses of that data between what's okay and what's maybe questionable? Yes, we do. So we have all of that data in a very secure environment, totally encrypted in, in, in the Microsoft Azure platform, and we anonymize everything. So 
you know, you're not going to see what an individual's data looks like. It's going to be more of, you know, how many loans are done within a certain LTV or, or, or credit score, those things. So all of that security and those pieces are, are within us. So it's, uh, you know, all pieces of security that we pick up with that. So it's not going to be a mortgage banker's risk of, hey, is this data out there per borrower? It's more of just, it's all anonymized. One of the things you said, you talked about Azure, which is a Microsoft product, and you guys won an award. That award, that is very significant. So if we could just take a moment to talk about that. But here's the bigger picture. The bigger story behind that is not only did you win this award, I want to hear out of all the contests. So this is a chance just to puff your chest a little bit, your finaster chest, and talk <laughs> about it, tell you what a great deal it was. But also the, what's most interesting is the shift at Microsoft in their view of how they view people and feedback so and how you've adopted that talk about that you know we worked very close with microsoft and you know we i I think microsoft also understands our our size our breadth our depth of of products globally and having nine thousand clients that, that fit into that role so we worked very closely with them to create a marketplace for our products, which is what we call FusionFabric.Cloud. It's a very innovative solution when you look at everything that we have to offer. We really provide about 90, probably 99% of what a bank or credit union would use for software across the board. So you multiply that times 9,000 clients. Uh, You know, Microsoft looks at us as a, a very good partner. So we created this marketplace with them on the, mar- on the Microsoft Azure platform. They are involved in Fusion One, which we actually had last year in London. Microsoft was a close partner with that. So we were Microsoft Partner of the Year. I, I believe they've got about 28,000 partners throughout the globe. And so across verticals, they, they name one partner that they feel has innovative moving forward that they've worked very closely with and really proud to say that in 2019, we were Microsoft's partner of the year. So very proud of that very, piece of it. You should be. That's significant. Really, especially our 28,000 partners. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Also, when we were together, you talked about how Microsoft is viewing their customers and their partnerships differently. Microsoft used to have this deal where you they'd say, come to us, we'll tell you the way things are going to be. And now they've changed their attitude and it's open architecture, open APIs. We're open to hear what you have and what you want. And there was just a real shift rather than we think we're the repository. You know, Microsoft is, is extremely open today in, in realizing that they're not the most innovative out there. You want to be, you want to think yeah. you are. You know, and, and you know, Finastra is very similar to that. We, you always want to think that you hire the most creative and innovative people in the marketplace, but the reality is technology is moving so fast. You know, the vendors and the tech, fintechs are coming up out of, really out of nowhere. It could be two guys, a dog in a garage in San Francisco creating some <laughs> stuff. And, yeah. and we all want to take advantage of that, right? We all want to yeah. find a way to, to, to be able to dig into that and connect with that and, and make it available to our client base. And I think one of the things when you look at banking technology as a whole and, and really core providers, which is, is one of the, the, the areas that we do quite a bit is, is having a, a core system for our, for our banks. We always wanted to keep, you know, use that as a way of 
really bringing on commercial or lending or mortgage and, and be able to cross sell all of the products as the core that you own. And, you know, in doing that, many times you've got a product that might not be best of breed that you're asking your bank to pick up as, as you know, you being the core provider. And what we said is, you know what, instead of doing that, let's take Microsoft's approach on this. Let's just open up every product that we have and make it available for people to use and banks and credit unions to use the vendors that they choose. And, you know, you, you, again, you always want it to be you, but it gives the, it's looking at that customer experience as being number one. And maybe okay. it's a new FinTech that's coming out. Maybe it's, maybe it's our product. I hope it's our product, but you know what? It also mandates that we be as innovative as we can because we, we do want our customers to have the best. And if, if it's not us, then you can get it through somebody else and, and we'll, you know, have, have a toolkit and a marketplace for, for our customers to go get that. And that's the fusionfabric.cloud that we've built. And, you know, it provides more of, you know, you think of, I know we're going for Microsoft and I'm going to use an Apple analogy, but you look at that iPhone and, and yeah. if you look at the iPhone that Apple developed, they didn't develop all the apps that are on that phone. They developed right. a marketplace that allows yeah. you to go in and say, hey, I want to use this particular app. And that's what we're doing in the fintech arena is we're providing a marketplace similar to that that will allow our customers to go on and, and get the, the, the best that there is in the market to, to offer. Talk about offering the best in the market. You have a new release of your LOS system coming out in January. Let's talk a little bit about that. I was so, really so, impressed with the demonstration you guys just recently gave to one of our clients. But you're doing so much in innovation, and it comes from, as a result of the hackathon. But what have you learned, and what are you uh, about to release? Give us an insight. So, so what we're going to release is really what I just spoke about a minute ago around the data, which is our LOS data analytics. We mm. will be updating user interface and those things here in the next three to six months. You'll start seeing some, some updates on UI and, and uh, some of the other pieces, the lending portal and some stuff that's coming out. But really... Right now, it's how do we expand our data insights into that LOS area and provide not only loan conversion data or loan closed by branch or loan officer, you know, average days to close, really even that investor and product data that, you know, allows you, you know, we, we look at it and say, okay, many times a secondary person is looking at that investor data as to how I, you know, what's the best yield spreader, what's the best price I can get on the open market, but having a dashboard that provides you to the opportunity to look and go, you know what, well, to produce that, that product for, for that investor is one of the slowest ones we have going through <laughs> our underwriting. Is it really the best product that we could pr be promoting, even though it's best price? Is it the best overall revenue? And starting to look at efficiencies tied to investors and tied to loan officers. You know, we, we so often think that our best loan officers is the ones that bring in the biggest pipeline at the beginning of the month. And many cases, those are the loans that really tie up our, so our processing and underwriting team. So to be able to have a dashboard available that provides everything from how did we get the loan? Where is it? Where's the location and the geography? What type of parameters, credit scores, LTVs, 
who who brought it in? Branch, loan officer, digital, mobile, you know, desktop, however it came in, but now be able to walk that all the way through the process, all the way through closing, all the way through investor, sale, price of sale, all of those things in a dashboard available to you that tells you what you did, but it also tells you if you dig in, also an anonymous view of the other 1,400 customers that we have throughout the, um, throughout the country. So I think it's a powerful piece of data. You know, I look at some, some other systems that are in the market, and, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great add-on to our, to our toolkit here. That's real powerful. Increase in adding data and data insights to your existing LOS and then knowing that more uh, improvements are coming shortly, it's, it's very exciting. And that's why I think it's so important that companies start looking at who are the leaders. It's not just do the, what the latest sizzle out there, the bright, shiniest object, who has the strongest capital base, who is the strongest at support, and, and, and really who has the vision. And uh, uh, you start with the hackathon and make sure you guys are staying with a vision that is consistent with what's out there, new thoughts. And I love the fact that how you throw it open for people. And then you're bringing new data out, helping customers. Have, and it's not just banks. It's, it's independent mortgage bankers as well, all working off the data and the insights you can gain from that data. Dan, yeah, that's very exciting. Finastra's got some good stuff going on. Very excited. I encourage people to get a hold of you. What is the best way for people to learn more? To get, is it to get a hold of you, Dan? Or should we refer them to a website or all of the above? You know, they can, they can always reach out to me. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I love to hear from people. Or you can just go to finastra.com and look under you know our, our lending products or our mortgage products and go through the contact us there as well very good and uh, we'll put all those links in our show notes today folks i appreciate you listening in on our conversation today with dan putney and dan putney thanks so much for being here man appreciate you so much hope you have a great Merry christmas me, you bet and i encourage you to pick up a conversation pick up the phone and get a hold of dan and any of his team next week i'm excited to have on the podcast we're going to be doing first of all a best of so we're going to be uh, not having our normal but it's a, a christmas edition of our podcast we're going to be having Brittany hodak on who i recorded an interview with this last week she is just i met her all oh, six months ago at the housing wire engage conference she has a great story of how she started out and how she connected with people and what she's doing i think you'll really enjoy the interview and then also we're to go back and do kind of a best of our producer and kind of does so much for the make this podcast putting together kind of a best of really excited to have a review of all the topics on december 30th we've got matt reddick coming on we're going to be talking about things you need to be thinking about in the new year uh, we're going to have matt reddick come on and talk about a new program called the triada plus program you want not want to miss this podcast it's going to be coming up on the 30th anyway it's called the triada gap plan and they have a health risk management, HRM program, health risk management program, where you actually get money back as a result of you signing up for this program. It's really interesting. It actually saves company money, that cost money, and it saves employees money if they go through the health risk management product. Very excited about this conversation. So I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. Again, we have Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra. MBA, Lenders One, The Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, as well as Velma, KnowledgeCoop, Vidyard, VendorSurf, our newest sponsor, and AI Assist. Thanks for listening, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. 
You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.